Pastors Larry and Tiz Huck welcome you to another Larry Huck Ministries podcast. We pray this teaching will fill you with God's wisdom, anointing, and revelation knowledge. Thank you for your prayers and faithful support. If you have your Bible, hold it up, say, this is my Bible, come on. It is the living Word of God. It never changes. I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. I boldly declare I'll live how it says I should live. Say it with me. I'll be what it says I should be. I'll do what it says I should do. I'll have what it says I should have. And I will say what it says I should say. Today, I receive, oh, this is the day. Start over, start over. This is the day the Lord has made. Today, I receive the miracle power of God through healing, finances, deliverance, family, forgiveness. I will stand strong for a biblical nation. I will stand and pray for every nation. I will stand and pray for the nation of Israel. For I declare that we are one nation under God, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Well, before you're seated, turn and give two or three people a big smile and a high five, and then give the Lord one other big hand clap of praise. Amen, 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 amen. Well, are you praising God for the Pentecost anointing? Amen. It's an appointed time on God's divine calendar, Pentecost, Shavuot, the Feast of Weeks. When the 50 days had fully come, there was an outpouring. Amen. I got a couple little hand claps, a holy murmur. An outpouring. And, of course, our dear and beloved pastors, Pastors Larry and Tiz, had every intention to be here today with you because we wanted to celebrate. We wanted to come together in agreement, in prayer, and release that anointing. And we're still going to do it. Uh, But uh, somebody in... Uh, the school district uh, where uh, they live decided that they were going to schedule graduation this morning at 10 a.m. And pastors and Tiz's grandkids, Brandon and Anna's sons, Asher and Yehuda, Judah, uh, are graduating today. (laughs) Praise God. What an accomplishment. Are there any other graduates and uh, families here? Who's graduating? God love you. God bless you. So it's, amen, amen, give them a hand clap. What an accomplishment. It was 50 years ago today I graduated. (laughs) It feels like far. 
But anyways, uh, uh, one of the, the, the things that we love about Pastor and Tiz is uh, they put family first. And they want you to put your family first. What would it profit a man or a woman to gain the whole world and lose their family? And so they felt uh, strongly that they needed to be at the graduation. So they're uh, going to be back next Sunday to welcome Jonathan Kahn. And that, amen. You'll be here and you'll invite five people and there won't be an empty seat in the house. You better come early. Better come to Torah study at 9 a.m. And then uh, I'll preach less. So you can get out and get a seat before uh, everybody else shows up uh, next Sunday for Jonathan Kahn. But then Pastor uh, told John and I the other day when he found out, what devil would schedule (laughs) uh, graduation on Sunday morning when we're meeting for church? I thought this was Texas, (laughs) the buckle of the Bible belt. That's why it's important, and don't, don't you thank God for Pastor Troy, who's come on board with us, biblical citizenship, understanding uh, what's going on in Austin and around the world when it comes to uh, political things and elected leaders, what they're voting for or against, and uh, uh, that's why uh, God's moving on some of you to be involved in school board. I heard that uh, from our Portland uh, campus, our satellite church. Was it Joni? Uh, Who said they were running for school board after uh, some of the teaching that's gone on? Pastor Troy does this thing on Wednesday nights, biblical citizenship. Very, very popular and very enlightening about all those things. So anyways, that's a long way of saying Pastor and Tiz will be back uh, next week for Jonathan Kahn, but then in two weeks on the 11th, he'll be uh, finishing up the Pentecost teaching. We'll still be in this 30-day grace period that God gives to honor Pentecost and bring your first fruits. We will be receiving a first fruit offering today, and at the end of uh, what we have planned for you, we're going to pray over you, we're going to declare Declare the word of God over your life, and you're going to leave empowered, encouraged about the, the things of God. Amen? So, uh, the, the plan today uh, includes, uh, in just a moment, we'll, we'll show you this. See, we just got back from Israel after a couple weeks. And amen, I see some of our Israel friends there. What, what time is it again? <laughs> and uh, uh, from the time we uh, landed in Israel, God, you could see it stirring in Pastor Larry that uh, this is, uh, God's going to do something to build momentum uh, Uh, during as we build up to Pentecost and each of the sites and stops that we made uh, especially uh, 
stops that have to do with something powerful when it comes to prayer and the anointing and just releasing the power of God. You could see that uh, when pastor was laying hands on people and he was teaching and preaching, he was building momentum uh, for this day. So that when he came back, he had fully intended, and we'll do this in two weeks, lining people up, laying hands, maybe even anointing with oil, praying over you. And, uh, and so what we talked about is why not show you before we close the service, before we receive the uh, tithes and Pentecost offering uh, uh, and pray over you, why not show you some of what happened in Israel and especially the prayer and the teaching and the ministry of God wanting to pour into your life a fresh anointing during Pentecost to bring you to a higher level of wisdom, a higher level of Holy Ghost power, a higher level of anointing in your life, a higher level of favor and prosperity and miracle breakthrough power. That's part of what Pentecost is all about. And each year we get to relive that and reconnect to that. And, uh, and so what we want to do right now is show you some of what went on in Israel building that momentum. And I want you to watch this video not like, boy, I wish I had popcorn. <laughs> but watch this video with the idea that I'm expecting something to happen in my life today. I'm expecting breakthrough. I'm expecting what the devil meant for evil in my life and in my family to be removed like a mountain is cast into the sea and the Spirit of God, the power of God, the presence of God, the promises of God would be released in my life today. Can that be your prayer? Can you watch this with that in mind? Well, if you, if, if you will, give the Lord a big hand clap and let's watch this video. Now a woman having a flow of blood for 12 years who had spent all of her livelihood on physicians and could not be healed by any. She came up and touched, and I'll say it the way it's supposed to say, the fringe or the wing of his garment. And immediately her flow of blood stopped. And Jesus said, who touched me? And when all denied it, Peter and those around him said, Master, the multitudes are thronging you. In other words, he's being touched by hundreds of people just going through the crowd. They said, the multitudes throng you and you, uh, you and press you. And you say, who touched me? But Jesus said, somebody touched me. It's not that somebody touched me. Somebody touched me. For I perceive the power going out from me. In other words, there's people touching. 
there's, there, there, there's a difference between lifting your hands in ritual and giving God praise. I, I can't help but think of that song we used to sing all the time. He touched me. Oh, there's a difference between being religion and him touching you, right? Jesus was saying, I felt power come out of me. Somebody was reaching in to touch me. A couple years ago when we were here, um, we had uh, uh, about 100-something people with us, and I was teaching this, and I put on the tallit, which I'm going to do in a minute, and uh, the crowd, it was crowded in here, so we had a bunch of people standing. And so I just grabbed somebody to be J. Iris, and I grabbed somebody to be the woman with the issue of blood. I didn't know who this woman was. I mean, she, she didn't go to our church, right? She was from another. But she came. She's a partner with us. She came, and her doctor said, you should not go because she had severe cancer. And, but she came believing that God was going to heal her just like he did. And it's so powerful to think that this woman had done everything. And thank God for doctors. We pray for doctors. We pray for, when I pray for somebody, I pray for divine wisdom on everyone that's involved. But I didn't know, and just out of the crowd, I randomly grabbed this woman and said, like, this woman would be the issue of blood. I didn't know it, but she was reaching over, and I'll explain it in a minute, and she was grabbing the wing of my talit. And when she got back, the doctor said, we can't explain this. There's no cancer. And I look at this. The woman had this for 12 years. She went to the doctors. There was nothing they could do. But she said, if I could touch the wing of his garment, why did this Jewish woman say this? She understood Bible prophecy that when the Messiah comes, this, the, this part of the tallit is your prayer closet. It's your personal holy of holies. This part of the tallit is the 613 commandments of God, teachings of God, represents the word of God. The teaching in Malachi chapter 4 verse 2 or 3 says when the Messiah comes, he'll come with healing in his wings. So in other words, what that means is, is that when the Messiah comes, he'll take the logos, the written word of God, and he'll make it come alive. He'll make it into the living word of God, right? So she looks and she sees Jesus and she recognizes him as the Messiah. She recognized him and she knew what the prophecy in Malachi said. When the Messiah comes... He won't just talk about miracles, he'll perform miracles. He won't just talk about the power of God, he'll release the power of God. And so she reaches in by faith and said, if I could touch the hem of his garment, I know that I'd be made whole. Now, if we had time, we would go and show you other places. And it says fringes or it says hem where the multitudes came and just said, if I could just touch the hem of his garment, the multitudes all around us. So this isn't a one-time thing that it's just isolated. It's something that happened all the time. And the reason was is because Jesus became the living Torah. In the beginning was the Word. What's the Word? The Word is the Torah. The Word is the promises of God. The Word is the power of God. That's never changed. That's why we study Torah. That's why we study it. But Jesus came to make it not just something in our head, but something that would come alive.
That's why Jesus said, I didn't come to do away with the law. The law meaning the Torah, meaning the path. The Torah is the path that we're to follow. If we want to get out that door, we, we go that way. We don't go this way. The Torah is to lead this. And Jesus said, I didn't come to do away with that. Je you know, when, Rabbi La when I was with Rabbi Lau, and he said, how do you know these things? And I said, we study Torah. And he goes, that's because of the Jewish roots of your faith. And that's because Jesus never stopped being Jewish. That's why Jesus ate kosher. That's why Jesus kept Shabbat. That's why Jesus celebrated Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, and Sukkot. And he came to open that door for the whole world to understand the miracles of the word of God that God gave Moses on Mount Sinai. And he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen. Hey, guys, we just wanted to take a moment to pray for you. We're right now, we're in Magdala in Israel, and you know the story where the woman touched the hem of Jesus' garment, and immediately she was made whole. She had tried everything, and God brought her a miracle through Jesus. And we're in here with our group. We just prayed. We just had a tremendous time. You just feel the anointing of God. And I just felt that before we left, maybe you tried everything. Maybe the doctors have said there's no hope. We want to release that same miracle because Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Father, right now, we bind the devil in every area. We rebuke sickness. We rebuke family problems. We rebuke divorce. We rebuke the devil in every way. And we release that same power as that woman who could not be made whole when she touched the living word of God. We release that on you. Amen. Miracle power in Jesus' name. Amen. We love you guys. See you soon. Bye -bye. everybody right now obviously we're in Israel but we're in a very very special place we're in Caesarea Philippi what is Caesarea I know it's in, how do I know that name Caesarea Philippi this is where Jesus brought his disciples for a very very specific reason and you need to hear this too Jesus brought them here because this was an area known for years and years of pagan worship and when Jesus brought them here he said, who do men say that I am? They said, some this and some that. He said, who do you say that I am? And Peter, you can almost go, you're the Christ. You're the son of the living God. And Jesus said, 
Blessed are you. That word blessed, Baruch, in Hebrew means anointed. Uh, anointed from God when you have this revelation that not only will I forgive sins, but I'll defeat every curse, every evil spirit. Why is that so important? Because this area was known for demonic spirits. And then Jesus said, whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatever you, you loosen on earth will be loosed in heaven. And then we read it in English. It's a little bad translation. It says, and the gates of hell will not prevail. And the way we read it is when hell attacks us, we'll stand strong. But in the original, it doesn't have the word against. It says, when the gates of hell won't stand. And what Jesus was saying, whatever you bind on earth, when you have that anointing of God, you attack evil. You attack the, the demonic spirits that come against your family, your home, your city, your nation. This is where that was spoken. You know, in ancient Hebrew, there's no word for coincidence. Jesus brought them all the way up here for a reason, to teach them. Through the anointing of God, we are not to resist the devil and just let him come against us. But we, through the name that's above every name and the blood of Jesus, attack evil because we, through Jesus, are more than conquerors. Now watch this. This is going to bless you. Get ready. Guys, when the rapture comes, we're not going out a wounded bride. We're going out a glorious bride. All right. So watch this. Watch this. Watch this. You're the Christ, the Son of the living God. Jesus answered and said to him, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona. Now the word blessed means, the word blessed means, Baruch means anointed from heaven. So when he said, Men, you are the one who will remove every sin and break every curse, he said, Now you're listen, you're now you are anointed from heaven. You're not just a believer. Now you're anointed. Now watch this. It even gets better. And he says, uh, let me read it the way we read it. And also I say to you, you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. Okay, that's all we said. And so the way we've taught it, and because it, it, it's good and it's true, that says when, when the gates of hell come against you, it won't win. But that's not what it says. What it says is the word against is not in the original transcript. And so what it's saying is, is that when you come against the gates of hell, you're going to win. When you come against it. Now, the reason I'm bringing this up, watch this. The kingdom of heaven suffers and the... See, what we've been taught is we stand here and we hold our ground. And when hell's trying to tell our children that they're transgender and the hell's trying to tell our children they need a sex operation, we stand there and we hold our ground. No, he's saying you get up and you attack and you go against the gates of hell. And when you come against hell, when you go, now look what it says here. And, and I give you the keys to the kingdom. Who's got the keys? You've got the keys. We always go, oh, Jesus, help us. Jesus said, I don't have the keys. Oh, Jesus, help us. It's finished. I give 
those who have the revelation, I give you the keys and whatever you bind, when you attack the gates of hell, when you attack evil, when you attack what Satan's trying to do in our country or your children, hell will not be able to stand. One of us will send a thousand fleeing. Two of us will send 10,000 fleeing. Can you imagine when the church understands who we are through the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob and the power of a resurrected Christ? We will not be holding our ground. We will take ground and get our world back for the kingdom of God. It's time for us to realize we are not God's little boys. We are not God's little girls. We are, you are, not the pastor, not this person or that person. Every one of us in the army of God are joint heirs with Christ Jesus. So God wants you to rise up and claim that power and claim that authority and claim that anointing because come Pentecost, it's not just the power of God. It's divine wisdom of God and divine prosperity of God. You add these things together, power, wisdom, and prosperity, and a three-stranded cord is not easily broken. Look out, devil, because our best is yet to come. Amen. Remember the last thing Jesus said to his disciples. He said, don't you leave here. And they were right up there in the upper room. Don't you leave until you receive the Holy Spirit, uh, that which I promise. And the disciples, being human, said, Lord, when are you going to re reestablish your kingdom? He said, that's not important right now. What is important is you receive the Holy Spirit. Now, Everything Jesus said was tremendously important. But the last thing he said, the last thing he said was don't leave Jerusalem until you receive the Holy Spirit. If the leaders of, if the, leaders of the first church needed the power of the Holy Spirit, we who are the last church need it much more. The latter rain will be greater than the farmer. And so this is that area. This is that when the Holy Spirit fell. And you know, there were people, Jewish people from all over the world. Why were they here? They were bringing their Sukkot offering. This is when Peter said, or um, uh, Paul said, he said, I've got I've to hurry to Jerusalem. Why? It was Shavuot. It was Pentecost. And so the reason for the baptism of the Holy Spirit is not just so that we speak in tongues, but speaking in tongues is tremendously important. And it's not taught so much in the church anymore. Say, so why, why is it important? Well, we pray in the understanding and we pray in the Spirit. When we were praying for Tiz and we were praying for Luke, 
There's only so many words we knew how to pray. But when we prayed, our spirit is making intercession, intercession with God's spirit, and we're praying mysteries that we don't understand. Building yourself up in the most holy faith is praying to God in the spirit. Before we leave, as we're coming down, I want to take a moment just to lay hands on each one of you come by. And believe God for a fresh a refreshing of the Holy Spirit. praise of Pentecost praise it's Pentecost an outpouring of the Holy Spirit and power amen do you want to receive that into your life today of course you do wisdom comes anointing comes the power of God comes the vision of God comes the love of God comes the prosperity the healing it's an appointed time for you to receive and we are so glad that you're here you're watching by stream give the Lord another praise amen You know, uh, over the past uh, weeks on television, you know Pastor has the TV program that goes on Daystar and other Christian networks around the world. We're in, we're in, uh, in every country of the world uh, preaching the gospel, standing with Israel, teaching uh, the church how to return to the Jewish roots of our Christian faith. And so many people you're watching now, you've sown that Pentecost offering. We're praying for you. We got you covered. Pastor and Tiz have you covered. We're a church of faith. We're a church of miracles. We're a church that believes in declaring the promises of God. As you heard pastors say at Caesarea Philippi, we're not just supposed to take blow after blow uh, from the devil. We're supposed to rise up up in the power of the Spirit, in the power of the Word, as, as we uh, uh, are living our lives, and we're supposed to make declarations. We're supposed to be standing, advancing, speaking, and prophesying what the Word of God says against every circumstance, against every enemy. Amen. Are you with me, New Beginnings? And when you sow your offering, you're not just dropping something in a bucket or a basket. 
You're sowing in faith. You're sowing with expectation. You're sowing that you are believing the promise of God that says, when I sow my first fruits offering, I am releasing the spiritual blessing and the financial blessing of the Lord over my life, over my finances, over my business, over my investments. If, if something's come to block your blessing, today is the day for you to rise up in faith and believe God for miracles. Believe God for breakthroughs. It's Pentecost. It's Pentecost. It's Pentecost. And it still means something to God and it still means something to this church and it still means something to you and I in the family of God. If you believe that, shout amen and give God praise. So today is a double blessing. It's not only a Pentecost blessing coming upon you. Uh, the offering that we receive always goes to bless Israel. I can't tell you how proud we were uh, when we were in Israel. We left the tour uh, on the first Tuesday to drive to Tel Aviv Ben-Gurion Airport and welcome in an Ethiopian Airlines plane filled with 169 uh, immigrants from Ethiopia. They're called Olim. We sponsored that plane. We sponsored that plane. And when uh, those precious people of God walked down that ramp out of that, they got down on their knees and they kissed the tarmac. They, they, they were home. They had made Aliyah a lifelong dream. Many uh, of the people were reunited with family members they hadn't seen in years and how special it was. We played a role in that. And we've continued to play a role in that. Uh, and so we could go on and on talking about how your offerings are being sown into Israel. So not only today is it a Pentecost offering and the blessing that comes with it, but the, the, the Bible says the very first blessing that God spoke to Abraham is, I will bless those who bless you, Abraham. I will bless those who bless Israel. And so not only is it Pentecost and all that comes with that, it's also you're sowing towards Israel and helping the, the, uh, to bring Christians and Jews together. My gosh, my gosh. Is anybody stirred up in faith today? Does anybody believe God today? All of our partners around America and around the world that sow towards Israel, that sow into the ministry, uh, we've been putting them on a prayer wall upstairs. And we've been praying declarations over them since January. And I just felt as we close the service today that we would do the same for you. Maybe you support the ministry through the television and your name is on that prayer wall. 
Amen. But even if it's not, we're praying for you, and we want to close the service today uh, by making some declarations over your life so that you know we got you covered in prayer. How many of you know prayer changes things? Prayer is a vehicle, a tool, a, a, a gift that God has given us. And when we speak and when we pray and when we declare, it moves mountains. Amen. And so uh, I wanted all the pastors and their wives to come up and help me do this. Amen. We want to cover you. On Pentecost, uh, uh, it's like... God is saying, I'm uh, marrying or I'm rededicating uh, my commitment with you, and we're uh, rededicating our commitment to God. It's like a marriage ceremony. And so we're going to stretch our hands towards you. Would you stand and receive this? And we're going to begin to pray. And we're going to pray over your life and declare over your life some things as we close the service. And God is going to confirm his word with signs and wonders and miracles. Amen. Are we okay? Do, we, do I need that? Oh, okay. Amen. Hallelujah. Are you filled with the Holy Ghost? Do you have the evidence of praying in tongues? Are you believing God for signs, wonders, and miracles? Well, let's just come into agreement. Father, we just give you praise and thanksgiving that the day of Pentecost is fully come. And Father, we also give you thanks and praise that you have opened up our eyes on the importance of blessing Israel. And with the blessing of our Pentecost offering and blessing Israel, you have promised to cover our lives with signs and wonders and miracle breakthrough power. And over all of our congregation, Lord, we stretch our hands over their lives, over their offering, over their family over their children, over their business. And we declare, according to Deuteronomy 28, that they will be abundantly blessed. No matter who you are or where you have come from, you will be abundantly blessed because you're standing in faith with the Lord. And Father, we thank you that uh, our people are richly blessed in everything that they set their hands to. There is a blessing, a favor on their their lives. And Father, we give you thanks and praise that every one of our partners around the world and our members here at New Beginnings are surrounded by the blessing of God. And Father, we give you thanks and praise they are divinely protected. We loosen divine protection over every member of our church family and those watching around the world. We bind every devil. We rebuke every attack and we release the power of God to bring miracle victory in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, Father God, we thank you, Lord, that there is an anointing of Pentecost being released on God's people. We give you thanks and praise. Every yoke of bondage is being broken right now in the name and by the blood of Jesus. We bind sickness and disease. We bind poverty. We 
bind legal problems. We bind medical problems. We bind anything that's coming to block your blessing in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. And Father, we intercede and pray for the favor of God. The favor of God, the favor of God be loosened into our people's lives. All of the body of Christ that's joined a pastor in Tiz, we loosen the favor of God to bring increase, to bring abundance, to bring open doors of blessing and opportunity. Father, I thank you right now. Lives are dramatically improving. As of this week, as of this prayer, lives are dramatically improving. Financial situations are dramatically improving. Health and healing come to dramatically improve your life. Pray with me, church. Pray with me, church. Come on, somebody. Pentecost anointing in Jesus' name. Father, thank you. Thank you, Lord, for a treasure of blessing in our lives. You promise spiritual blessing, physical blessing, financial blessing, family blessing. We receive it and thank you for it. Praise and worship to the Lord. Hallelujah. And we bless you, Lord, that you have made us the head and not the tail, above only and not beneath. Hallelujah. 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 Receive the Pentecost anointing. Receive the power of God. Receive miracle breakthrough in Jesus' mighty name. Amen this morning.